What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Got the full staff here, Wes Rucker, Ryan Callahan, Patrick Brown, Grant Ramey, and as you can tell by this shorter intro, another, yet another breaking news edition of the podcast. I'll go ahead and start with Ryan Callahan. Ryan, uh, why are we having for what seems like the 50th time in the past two weeks, not complaining, just stating a fact, why are we having yet another one of these breaking news podcasts? Well, because stop me if you've heard this before, Tennessee just got another commitment. What? Uh, another, what? Another highly ranked commitment at that. Uh, four-star linebacker Aaron Willis of St. Francis Academy in Baltimore. Uh, this is a, an, yet another big-time pickup. Tennessee going back to a school that they've they've got some good ties to now with Dominic Bailey, the freshman defensive lineman, uh, his teammate Katron Evans also, and now Aaron Willis, uh, a top two forty-seven guy that Tennessee's been involved with for a long time. Uh, but the interesting thing about this one, he's never been to Tennessee's campus. Uh, the Vols have, have been after him for more than a year now. Definitely going to ask about that in a minute. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, offered him early last year and have stayed in the mix for a long time. You know, they were they were probably not viewed as serious contenders at first, but they've just kind of stayed after him, stayed in the picture. Uh, Joe Acevet and, uh, and Brian Niedermeyer doing a really good job recruiting him for the Vols. And, uh, you know, Tennessee, again, adding some serious speed and athleticism at linebacker. Uh, to go along with some 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 pretty big guys they've added at that position in recent uh, in the last couple of classes. Now adding some real speed uh, as a potential inside linebacker could be a nickelbacker. A lot of things you can do with a guy with, who's this kind of athlete. But this is a big pickup, guys. I want to go first to uh, first to Pat and then to to Ramey both because I want both of y'all to talk about this because I know that. Uh, it's usually fun to watch film of these Tennessee commitments, um, especially when you're getting a top 100 guy or top 100 range kind of guy. Um, and I, I imagine both of y'all had as much fun as the rest of us watching this kid's film because there's a couple of just absolute wallops on there. Yeah, he uh, the second play on his film, this poor kid gets a handoff, and by the time he gets the ball in his hands, he's got Aaron Willis's helmet right in his face mask. Um, there's a lot of plays on Willis's film where he is like on the other side of the screen or not even in the picture, and then you see him just like a missile dart again and, and delivering a big hit on somebody. So uh, a lot of speed, as Ryan said, a lot of range. Um, as a linebacker, he covers ground quickly, um, and he's he's bringing the pain when he gets to you too. So um, certainly the kind of inside – speedy rangy inside linebacker that uh tennessee probably envisions making a lot of plays i know grant when we were talking before we started recording you mentioned jalen reese maybe there's a little bit of that in, in, in his film i don't know if he, i don't know if reese maybe was as quick as as willis looks but um uh, certainly a guy that that can uh you would expect to make a lot of tackles and, and create some havoc they, they rushed him off the edge at st francis too uh, he just seems to be a guy that's always around the ball and always making an impact on the game and so that's uh, that's the kind of linebacker that i think Jeremy Pruitt and, and, and Tennessee's defense will really like having. I mean, for how long now has college football been about getting uh, offensively, getting your guys in space and spreading the field and all that stuff and, and trying to get the ball in their hand in space? If you're, I mean, if the game's going to be played that way, which obviously it is, you're going to need linebackers that can play in space, that can move, uh, that can go sideline to sideline. Uh, the, the film on this guy, yeah, um, it, it's one of the more fun. Uh, huddle tapes to watch just because he's going flying in just about every play on you know whatever and 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 like Pat said putting his face mask on somebody he's not afraid to even at six foot you know 200 pounds he's not afraid to thump somebody and I mean that's what you want at linebacker the the Reese Mabin comparison I thought it was a little bit more just height and weight I mean typically you know in the past these would have been undersized linebackers 
but where the game's going right now, I mean, what one of our analysts said, Charles Power, that's kind of the prototypical size and weight right now, six foot two hundred. I think Terrence Lewis is six one two hundred listed on his profile. So those are the guys Tennessee's targeting. You never have enough speed. You never have enough guys that can play in space, and you can never have enough guys that want to come hit somebody. Yeah, Ryan, that's the name I was going to bring up was was Terrence Lewis uh, as a guy who th- this this guy reminds me kind of of a. He's kind of a beltway Terrence Lewis in a way, or a Baltimore Terrence Lewis, uh, just the way that he plays the game. It's just really, really fun to watch. But here's my question, Ryan. You look at this, um, you know, when when Pruitt got to Tennessee, I remember a bunch of us wrote some stories about kind of what the Tennessee defense, what they wanted to look like, because we'd seen some of that with Sal Sinceri because he came from that same tree. So so we saw sort of what some of that Saban-style defense was going to look like. But then Tennessee really didn't have the linebackers, except maybe Batuli at first, who kind of fit that mold. Uh, and now, you know, we've seen Tennessee in the past couple classes go get some of those bigger linebackers. You know, went and got one who, what, may have been 260 or so last season, uh, the kid from Memphis. And, and now you're talking about this is in this class. You, you've got at least two linebackers who are under 210 pounds in this class. And I know that you can change your body throughout – you know, throughout the, the the strength and conditioning programs, and di- different guys have different frames, but but it just seems like even this style of defense now, this three four multiple type stuff, you're getting different types of linebackers because they still want those thumpers, but they also want options maybe. Yeah, it, it's linebackers becoming a lot like other positions where you now you you have kind of specialized guys almost depending on the down and, and situation, and obviously linebacker you can. You can have, sure, that 3-4 set where you've got the bigger guys in there. But on third down, you know, if, if you've got some bigger inside linebackers, you might want to replace them with different guys. And they, they they recruited another guy in this past class from Whitehaven High School in Memphis, Tamaria McDonald, who's kind of in that same mold, a, a former high school safety, who, who's, who looks like he's probably going to develop into a linebacker. He's, he's even a little bigger than Aaron Willis. Uh, and, and then adding guys like Willis and Terrence Lewis, I mean, you're massively upgrading your speed at that position. Uh, these are guys who are just – I, they're heat-seeking missiles on the field. The way the way they just fly all over the place on their highlights and just they, they destroy people for for even not being uh, very big. They can lay some big hits. Um, so so to add guys like that, you're upgrading your speed to begin with, but you're also giving versatility because you've got guys who, as they get acclimated to the program, as they get bigger, they can play in nickel and dime situations and, and be good in pass coverage that way. So uh, yeah, you you've got to have different guys for different situations sometimes, and uh, and and even even for every downs, you know, that there's, there's no guarantee that Aaron Willis won't be an every down starter at Tennessee because this day and age, it's all about speed a lot of times. And uh, you can, you can afford to have one linebacker out there at least who's 220, 225. If, you, if you've got one next to him, especially who's a little bigger. So this is a, this is a big time pickup. And this is a guy that, uh, sort of is, is that modern linebacker, as Grant was saying, that everybody's sort of going toward these days. Pat, before we go to break, I want to ask you this. You know, Pruitt and his, and his staff, they did, a, I think, a pretty good job in that first class they had. They had to go out. They had some restraints, you know, time. It was kind of a rat race to get what they could. But in the past couple of classes, to me, when, when you watch film of each one of these guys individually, it's like, you know, we know at this point what Jeremy Pruitt's like as a football coach, right? We know the kinds of guys he likes. We know the way he wants to play the game. It looks to me like in these past two classes, I don't know that there's been a single guy that they've taken that I've gone, nah, I don't know if he wants to play defense the way Pruitt wants to play. It looks like he's kind of molding a personality here with these guys. Yeah, for sure. You know, we see that a lot with these <clears throat> these defensive backs that Tennessee's been getting their versatile guys that can uh, play corner, play safety, uh, and it's just a matter of Tennessee getting them there and seeing what they can do uh, sort of up close. And, and you're seeing that too with, uh, with, with their linebackers too. You know, they, they want guys that can play a lot of different positions. 
Um, they want guys that, that can on first and second down play in the box and stop the run. And then if they need to slide down to the edge and, um, and, and rush the passer on third down, uh, they want guys that can play all across those, those four positions inside and outside. Um, it, but at the same time, they also want guys that are a little bit more specialized. They want your your, tra- your traditional pass rushers uh, and your inside linebackers. And uh, as we kind of touched upon with with Willis, he he's he's definitely that modern linebacker, that that smaller guy, that rangier guy that can um, that can hold up against the run in the box, but also can make a lot of plays in space coverage, uh, make plays in coverage. Uh, there's a couple of plays on his film where he's uh, on coverage, knocking receivers off their routes. He, he's got a couple of pass breakups in there. There's also a couple of plays where he's in the backfield and he's running into an offensive lineman who's bigger than he is and he's not going anywhere. So um, you see a lot of the uh, the things that we hear Jeremy Pruitt talk about when he talked about the factors they're looking for at different positions. And uh, you watch these films and, and you and you hear our our you know our analysts who rank these guys and know these guys really well. You hear them talk and uh, and, and you see that a lot of these players that Tennessee's getting are guys that that check a lot of those boxes for uh, for Pruitt and Derek Hansley and the staff. So. Um, it's, it's hard not to be excited about uh, what Tennessee's potentially building on that side of the ball, given some of the coaches they've got and some of the talent they're going to be bringing in um, over these past couple of classes and what's shaping up in this 2021 class as well. Yeah, speaking of checking boxes, we got one to check here, and that's called a commercial break, guys. We're going to step away really quickly, uh, listen to some products, ads, services, in-house ads, all those other fun things, and we will be back in just one second to continue talking about uh, Tennessee's edition of Aaron Willis and what this means for Tennessee's already really, really good-looking recruiting class. Hashtag ad. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! Welcome back to the Go Vols 24 7 podcast. Got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24 7 podcast. Got the full crew here Wes Rucker, Ryan Callahan, Patrick Brown, Grant Ramey talking about Tennessee's edition of. Aaron Willis, uh, yet another one. We need to stop being don't 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 get numb to this, guys. Tennessee adding another top 100 caliber player. This stuff, this is a big deal. This is one of the best players in the Atlantic region. This is a big addition for Tennessee. It continues that pipeline that they've been building into St. Francis Academy, there, powerhouse program there in Baltimore. I'm going to go with you here first, Grant, because I know that you and Ryan are the guys who cover, you know, obviously, you know, a lot more recruiting than Pat and I do. Uh, but I think all of us would, would understand this. When a kid commits and he's never been to a campus, uh, I'll be honest, that that raises some red flags for me in terms of, you know, not just is this really what this kid wants to do? Does he really know what he wants to do? But then the more I think about it, um, maybe in this situation it's not so terrible because this kid's got a couple teammates who would be at Tennessee uh, virtually right now because of the coronavirus stuff. You can't really go visit. So, I mean, I guess it's not too shocking, but still it's a little bit unique, isn't it? It's definitely different. Uh, I think, you know, the, the, the word you hear most often with recruiting is uh, relationships. And I think when you can get a kid to commit without ever stepping foot on campus, I mean, if you play football or not, your, your college decision is a big one for every kid. 
out there and to make that decision based on somewhere that you haven't been, uh, I think it 100% comes back down to relationships um, with not only Jeremy Pruitt, with Derek Hansley, with everybody on this defensive staff, on this Tennessee coaching staff. Um, I think it's relationships. You know, how often does Pruitt say that his best recruiters are the guys that are on this roster that are selling the program for him, these players and what they do on social media and all that stuff. And I think, yeah, the point you make with teammates, with Dominic Bailey, with Tron Evans, with all these guys, that there's, you know, a sense of uh, being familiar with the Tennessee program, even though you've really never stepped foot on campus. I mean, a virtual visit's one thing. You can see the pictures, you can do videos, you can tour, whatever. But seeing it in person, obviously, is a very different thing. So for them to cash in on this and to make it happen without him ever being on campus, um, you know, you could see it as a red flag or you could see it as a really, really good job recruiting uh, and building that relationship and, and that trust level uh, to get him to jump in the boat here. Yeah, you think he basically said, hey, y'all got crab cakes there too? And uh, Pruitt's like, yeah, man, we got all kinds of fresh crab cakes here. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's it's definitely different. But, Ryan, I want to ask you this too. When, when you look at sort of where Tennessee's class is, is going now, uh, th- this thing is getting um, – it, it's not full yet um, – because it's there's still room to grow, and you can always massage some numbers. That's getting more difficult in this area, but it's still possible. Um, at this point, it seems clear Tennessee's not afraid to take these guys, right? If their numbers be what they are, I guess. But you know, when you look at when you look at some of the talents that Tennessee's able to add to this class, I think they just are, are they just saying we're going to take this and we're going to figure this out later. Yeah. Now, first, just to add to what Grant was saying, you know, I, I asked Aaron Willis about not having been to Tennessee's campus and, and still committing. And he said, you know, I, I, he, first of all, he chose him over LSU in Maryland. He said he'd been to Maryland a bunch of times. He'd been to LSU. So, and they've got a good recruiter there. Loxley's a good, really good recruiter. Absolutely. There. So you're beating out a couple schools that he's actually been to, especially Maryland. Uh, they're not far away. He's a former Virginia Tech commitment. So he's obviously got some options that would be closer to home for him. And so you're still beating them out. You know, he, he wants to play in the SEC. He made it clear he's excited about that. So there are reasons to think this is this is going to stick as opposed to this being some sort of, um, you know, just spur of the moment decision. You know, it, it's been it's been building for a while. And he said he even took a few weeks away from it to make sure he was still feeling that way. And he said, you know what, I'm leaning toward them. I might as well go ahead and commit. So uh, and that, that's how I think a lot of kids are looking at it. That's also how I think schools are looking at it. To get to your other question, uh, you know, Tennessee, you know, even being around 20 commitments right now, there's no – there's no reason to really slow down. It's only May. Um, you've got plenty of time to figure this out. And the reality is for everybody, we're in the middle of the most uncertain situation any of these people have ever seen in recruiting. So uh, there's no harm in taking guys that you like. You know, I don't think you should add commitments that you think are not going to stick at this point when you're Tennessee and you have this many commitments. But I think there's a lot uh, to be said for just getting guys in the class now that you like and sort of let, letting the numbers fall where they will later this year. Uh, if things open up for visits to resume this fall, uh, you're going to see a lot of activity anyway, a lot of new offers that are going to shake things up. So it could be a wild year for now. If you got a chance to get a guy you like, you'd be crazy not to take him and just and just let it all figure, let it all be sorted out later on. I guess first, Ramey, and then Pat, when y'all look at kind of Tennessee's linebacker group here, and you look at maybe the past couple years together in terms of what Tennessee's put together there at linebacker, it, 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 have they checked most of the boxes there, or is there maybe some kind of linebacker? you know, that that if they could add one, that would be a good addition. You think there may be still one kind of inside linebacker thumper, maybe um, a couple more edge rushers? But when you look at this, what, what do you see in terms of what they could still kind of be missing or what they could supplement from these past two classes? Uh, I mean, when I look at the classes as a whole and, and look at these guys, um, a lot of fun to watch, uh, a lot of talent. 
uh, jumps out, a lot of versatility jumps out. Fruit talks a lot about uh, those four by four linebackers that can play every position uh, that you need them to on the field. Maybe a, maybe a thumper would be something that, that I would be in favor of, uh, a bigger body to go along with some of these guys that are more along the six foot, 200 pound range that you're going to get to campus and obviously hope to put 10, 20 pounds on pretty quickly and go from there. But, um, you know, you can't really coach size, natural athletic ability. If you can find another guy like that, I think that'd be one guy you'd want to add to the class or add to the future. Yeah, I, I look at the future and really it's the future because, I mean, uh, a lot of these guys they are bringing in, they, they don't have a lot of, uh, these guys haven't been on campus yet. I mean, we haven't seen Bryce Neeson or, or Martavius French or any of these guys. I don't, you know, who knows when they'll get to campus. They may have already enrolled, but, um, you know, we've really only seen Henry Totoa play. He's obviously been, uh, was really good as a freshman. Um, I think Kovaris Crouch has a lot of potential as an inside linebacker as well, maybe a guy that they can use creatively, but, um, I think Bryce Neeson probably is that thumper that you're talking about, Grant. Uh, I remember, I think Pruitt said he was 270 back in December, and I was like, wait, he's that big? I mean, um, he, he apparently is a legit 265, so he's not a guy that you're going to have to put weight on when he gets to, uh, whenever he gets into the program. But, um, yeah, you're, you're, they're building um, – they're trying to cover all of their bases here in terms of getting guys that can rush the pass or guys that can play all four spots, guys that can be uh, box linebackers like – you know, Toto showed he could be like Eason probably can because he's uh, he's that big. Not to say that Eason's not rangy, but uh, then you need some of these these maybe these will linebackers. These guys that are a little bit uh, out in space more. Guys like Lewis, guys like Willis, but um, yeah, they're they're trying to uh, you know build a lot of variety with these uh, with these linebackers and and I think I think linebacker was a need for Tennessee in this class. I think they needed to upgrade there. Uh, in terms of their depth uh, and in terms of their overall quality, you look at the the roster right now, it's uh, I think linebacker is one of the areas they really don't have a lot of depth at uh, beyond Henry Totoa. So, um, you know, that they need to, uh, they need to add more talent, more bodies there. And, and they're well on their way to doing that. Ryan, is there anything else that you want to add in here before we step out of here? I know that, that you probably know these kids better than we do. Is there anything that, that needs to be uh, tacked on here? Uh, no, nothing major. You know, I, again, just uh, just think it's really impressive. Tennessee's not only been able to continue this streak, but to continue to add players of this caliber. I know people have kind of pointed out there have been some similar runs in the past, but we have we haven't seen this where Tennessee adds, uh, you know, ten whatever the count is now, guys, in in, in less than two weeks. Uh, just just remarkable that Tennessee's been on this kind of run and continued to add uh, a lot of highly ranked guys and even the ones who aren't four stars. Uh, or, you know, top junior college running back in the country and things like that. So it's everybody in this run has been impressive. And for Tennessee to keep this going is, is just remarkable. I think that's a good place to leave it. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find all of us on social media, West Record 24-7 on Twitter, P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter, Grant Ramey on Twitter, and Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. You can also go to twitter.com slash govoss 24-7. You can go to facebook.com slash govoss 24-7, or you can go directly to the source. Go to govoss247.com. Got all kinds of good deals going on, and if you take advantage of one of those and you pay us, uh, you get free access every, uh, in perpetuity, I should say, to CBS All Access, which is CBS's excellent streaming service. Got tons of stuff there. Before we step out of here, I'll say one more thing. Go rate and review this podcast. I'm going to keep saying this all the time, guys, but I look at the numbers and uh, I see how many people are listening to this and we need ratings and reviews that reflect that. So uh, if you're if you're doing that, we're offering this free of charge. We're happy to do it, but we're only asking you one thing. Please go, please go rate and review it. That, that helps us a lot. That helps us spread the message even more because we've spread it a lot 
without that. But if we can do that, add that component to it, uh, we'll really be cooking with gas, as they say, even though charcoal cooking is better. Uh, I guess we'll see y'all. Oh, gosh. I should say by early in the week. But you know what? I think we'll probably you'll probably hear from us before that. See ya. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.